long as I'm Hello on. and welcome to the Technology Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself there. We're getting very philosophical. <laughs> uh, my name is Andrew Stretch. I am your host editor for today. And mm. joining me today as well is... And Rotten Editor-in-Chief. Rollage Doggett, site founder. Excellent. When you Excellent. say you're the host editor, does that mean that you determined Scrappy wasn't very good and you edited him out? Well, what people don't know is that what they're going to be like checking out now on YouTube and on podcast apps was mm. a full podcast that Scrappy was a part of. And <laughs> I have just carefully edited over him, recreated everything that he has said. Um, you know, that's why when we did the original recording of this podcast, I was quiet most of the time. Seamless. It's it's going to be good. It's, you know, just demonstrating you won't be able to my tell. editing prowess. We're using an AI to do it. <laughs> I was waiting that's for right. that to come into the we'll, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have special guests Hatsune Miku and Tucker Carlson on later. <laughs> uh, he could give us his thoughts on Vaporeon. Oh man, as far yeah. as God. if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Tucker Carlson Vaporeon. It's one of the greatest yeah. deep fakes yeah. of all time, honestly. Oh, well, it's good deep fakes, but it's also like one of the just greatest internet posts of all time, the original Vaporeon thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a crazy. chaotic one. Um, <laughs> so as we go into oh, rule thirty four, you think there's news? a Vaporeon. Oh, anyway, geez, too much. Is that how we're gonna rate news. Pokemon? When we do a bracket of uh, of well, which is the best yeah, Pokemon, who's, what's you're the gonna, most popular gonna... one? That's too many to look at. Are you kidding me? You know how long I'd have to spend on a site? <laughs> that at least double my numbers for a week, my average. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Starting starting very much on the rails. Uh, but this oh. is what you get when Scrappy's leading the show that I have edited out, and it's definitely Scrappy not leading the show correctly. It's yes. not me. So there's been plenty of big big news this week, lots of mini conferences, um, and then we've had a couple of announcements of conferences. We got Starfield's release date, um, among some other things. Uh, but really what took the biggest news of this week was, you know, again, in the business side, uh, we heard from... Um, Epic this week, you know, a whole bunch of stats for for the Epic Game Store, um, including some of their sales uh, that they've talked about how that there have been 700 million free games claimed last year. That's not individual free games, but that's all of the users across their 99 free games uh, that they that they said was a uh, total value of. $2,240 worth of games per person. Yeah. Pretty good. They weren't pretty like, crazy. uh, there were some pretty like high budget games in there too. Like not, it wasn't all just not, not to say that it's bad or anything that was indie games or whatever. Uh, cause it's not, there's a bunch of really great games, but it's like, they got some pretty big names in it too, which, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool for people. That's just absolutely free. I just like I always think about how, you know, I was playing every single weird freeware game I could play as a kid because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I wasn't able to get another PS2 game or something like I remember playing yeah. someone had like modded um, modded Sonic the Hedgehog into Doom Wads. Oh, yeah. um, and I played that uh, and just to be like, yeah, in a in a single year with a with a decent enough computer. Here's two thousand dollars worth of free games. Yeah, God, this reminded me back in the day playing Candy Stand, all the Flash games. Mm-hmm. That's why Flash games were so yeah. popular because they you were free. What, <laughs> you know what the best part of Congregate was, Otten? The achievements, Flash games with achievements. Yeah. So he's bringing so that good. up because we were talking about achievements before we started recording, and I wanted to find out if there's a way for me just to delete all achievements I've ever got. And I'm currently looking into that, and I can't wait to do it because it's a lot. Not I'm not like bragging that I go out of the way to get achievements. It's just I have an old Steam account, and I played a lot of games on it, so there's going to be a lot there. <laughs> um, yeah. So so, 68 million active users, 34.3 million daily active users at its peak. Um, 
I wonder if that ties in with Saints Row. Um, And then kind of from that, some of the biggest news is that the self-publishing feature that had been in closed beta since 2021 is now public. So this will allow anyone to self-publish on on Epic Games Store. They released the roadmap. Um, you know, it it includes paying a submission fee per game, completing tax and payout information, building out all of the assets in the coming soon, getting the game tested, submitting it for review, and then publishing, specifically noting that of sales for your game, you will keep 88% of the revenue, which is a lot higher than the standard 70%. Yeah, it's um, pretty more. massive for developers, mm-hmm. not to mention the Epic grants that they offer um, and really everything that Steam does, they do at this point from a promotion standpoint, sales, like the vouchers they give for buying games during sales, like Epic is becoming a platform that is very, very developer friendly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, with that, they also list a certain set of requirements for each game, which is PC cross-play for multiplayer games, uh, which is awesome. Um, You know, they're saying that you can either do it, do the cross-play yourself, use a third-party SDK, or they offer the Epic online services for free, um, which is cool. They're just like, here's our infrastructure, use it. Um, Epic Game Store achievements, that all games must have age ratings, that there's certain prohibited content that that cannot be released, um, and that the game must have quality. So it must download, install, launch, and function consistently um, with oh. Epic reserving the rights to reject games that we do not feel are sufficient in quality and functionality. So that's that's one of the more interesting bullet points for me because... On stuff like Steam, on the PlayStation Store, what we see a lot of is bloat. Um, you know, those, those uh, to call them like indie games wouldn't be incorrect, yeah, it's, but they're it's like rampant the, on the, asset the, flips. Windows, the Switch Store too. Yeah. Asset flips, games that are like pet dog for 100 achievements, stuff like that. Um, so I wonder how heavy the hand will be to keep that shit off the store <laughs> yeah they definitely i think they'll probably they're trying to have a higher standard in terms of what to expect i think that one of the biggest criticisms of criticisms of steam at this point is their i guess lack of curation for the most part i mean the reason that the playstation and xbox stores are as generally solid as they are is that you have to go through that verification process um, and you have to get greenlit before you can even go on that store, which is why you see delays from some developers because they didn't get certified on PS4 or Xbox or whatever. Um, So having that come to PC is kind of nice because sometimes it is uh, painful to wade through steam, um, especially the (laughs) popular upcoming, which, uh, a lot of 18 plus titles. Um, just put your we'll filter leave on. Leave it at that. Just put. put yeah. There's a lot. But then I can't laugh at like BDSM Hitler. So. Yeah, laugh. That's why he wants to. See him. I just want to <laughs> laugh at him. Mm, sure. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I think that's one of those things that like lasts maybe to a point because they like if you look at almost any verification process to get on a platform somewhere, they all say the same thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think the... How much less of a cut they're taking? I see that like in these extra bullet points at the very bottom um, is that there's also the option to use your own or third party payment solution to receive 100% of the revenue from IAPs. Yeah. Um, Which is that's anti-Apple. Also, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting. 
the level of people that are coming to the platform and actually buying games, not just claiming free stuff. It makes you wonder how, like when um, they said that 34 million active daily users, how many of that, how much is that? Does that include like Fortnite? Like, yeah, I'm sure. sure Because it becomes a lot less impressive if if that's the case. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if, if 80% of that is Fortnite, which is not nothing. I mean, I it's understand. not nothing. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. It does skew the numbers. I would be curious if they would ever release anything that's like this much as is Fortnite. This much as other stuff. The um, only reason I was thinking that is because like that that was the that's higher than the peak of Steam all time. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's peak though. I think that's just daily active users, not daily concurrent. Whereas Steam's so. Steam's the daily active is going to be way higher. 32.8 million, I think. That's true. The Um, current, yeah. This is true. There's a big difference between concurrent and just people playing a day. Yeah. And it'd be curious to see how many of those are playing and who just has the launcher active. Because that definitely ties in as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, we've, it's been talked about to death, but the more, more successful they are, the better competition there is, which is better overall. And I mean, so. giving giving away so many of these games for free. I mean, it's it would be impossible for any launcher to pull to fully tear the PC gaming community away from Steam because you know you've already been using Steam for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, you've already got investment sunk cost fallacy, and now it's like you know. Epic Games can be like, hey guys, like yeah, it's ninety nine free games, but you've now got two thousand dollars, you know, of of equity invested in this storefront. So like, hey, you know, when the next game comes out, that there's going to be a six month wait to get it on Steam, well, you might as well pick it up here. Like, you've got a you've got a healthy yeah. library here with us. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think. It is that doing that, like tearing some uh, gamer away from Steam, that takes time. And mm-hmm. I think they've clearly invested. It's been, what, like three years at this point, three, four years since they kind of launched. And granted, Fortnite brings in enough money that they can afford it. Um, but it's not a terrible business strategy to kind of get people to gradually invest in your platform. Um, and you know, build up a library that might rival their Steam library, depending yeah. on well, how think, many humble bundles they've purchased. And you gotta also remember they own Unreal Engine. That's the real mm-hmm. money that maker. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say if if Fortnite isn't the reason that they're yeah. totally able to subsidize all of this, it's gotta be because of Unreal Engine licensing fee. <laughs> they make a ton of money off that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that is not That's a big small money. amount of change. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I, hopefully they continue because even like their sales stuff is cool. Like they'll have sales and then the ten dollar coupon on top of shit, so mm-hmm. you can get games for like really good prices there. It's like if you buy a game that's twenty five dollars or more, you get ten dollars yeah. off or whatever. So it's. 15. I know, like the big hurdle for a lot of people still is that like uh, Epic Games Launcher doesn't have a lot of the features Steam has because a lot of people use it like as a uh, social media in a way, like mm-hmm. on the friends list and forums and their groups that they hang out with or whatever and chat with and obviously epic doesn't have anything to um replace that with but i mean if you're simply just looking at as i'm buying it to play a game here like there's nothing wrong with using it at all that's how i've used it yeah yeah i yeah, know the 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 pc like the gaming environment for like what gets used as social media is so wild to me between mm-hmm. like the the you know the regular use of social media to discord communities to those that you've got like clans or groups what do they call them on steam 
Uh, um, there's groups, yeah. There's yeah. groups, yeah. You can just have like a group, and that's just like, yeah, you know, if, if everyone's going to only be on Steam, then yeah, like let's, let's, you know, funnel it to the lowest common denominator and just only be on Steam. And that's where we're logged in. Yeah. yeah. I just can't ever imagine, like, you know, in the same way that I used to, like, load up my computer and open up Teams or Slack or or MSN to just be like, yep, I'm going to, like, open and I will leave open a Steam chat window for <laughs> for 12 hours. You don't want to go back to AIM? Uh, uh, never used never to- use Steam. Uh, I didn't use Steam. A- oh, wow. Yeah. I, was, I used Pigeon, man. I was on Pigeon. And then MSN Messenger. I mean, everybody used that at some point. I mean, what is... I mean, that's for, like, we were talking about early WoW stuff the other day. That was the big thing with WoW. Like, guilds on there, like, for mo- a big chunk of my time on WoW, it was mostly bullshitting with people. Yeah. Like That was the only thing that kept me going in WoW. Sitting was around the, bullshitting, the yeah. guild community. Yeah. yeah either like, on... I think when my guild fell apart towards the end of Cataclysm, that was when I quit. That was really yeah. the only thing that I was holding on to at the end was like the group of people that yeah. I had played with every day for years. Yeah, if there if there's there was there was a my core people that I play with, if they were still around playing and I conversed with I'd them regularly, I'd still be playing it, even though it fucking sucks. But <laughs> that's for I, you, Austin. Retail is yeah. trash. <laughs> that says something about the uh, about the ability, the desire to play a crap game with friends versus uh, moving on to something different. Yeah, that's what's so hard about. Like, uh, I know we're getting way off of what our no, story thing was, but the uh, that's what's so hard about like um, evaluating. So uh, when you go to a lot of shows, like what doesn't make its way out a lot that games that usually don't see a lot of success, unfortunately, like the couch co op games and stuff like that, like party like games. Because when you go to something like a PAX or an E three. Or what have you? Like, there's always a ton of those, and there's a ton of cool ones too. Like, so I'm not shitting on them at all. They just don't see the success as usual mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to a lot of other genres. And uh, I always feel bad about it, but it's, it's part of it is like it's hard with that evaluation where you are, where you do have people that you enjoy playing a game with, whatever that's just or a fun personality or someone that you're with. Like, those will always make games better, even if it's a shit game. Mm-hmm. Like it's it will elevate it to levels it didn't need to be. And you'll have you'll because you'll be like, oh, that game was good because I have these good memories of playing this with so and so. It's like, well, yeah, but the game's not that it's, great. <laughs> that's that's exactly my experience with Resident Evil Six. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We talked about this the other through, week. Yeah, I played that through local co-op with a mate in college, um, and that's one of the most fun experiences. <laughs> and all of various yeah. people shitting on the game since it's like oh it wasn't that bad <laughs> uh, well it wasn't that bad because you guys were laughing through it the entire time i'm well, sure yeah that yeah. as well alcohol yeah. also sometimes helps yeah bad there you games go become better yeah <laughs> yeah so i wonder yeah, i remember when you hear about like co-op games i remember playing america's army with friends and oh. laughing through that uh, there you um, go. yeah i it, and I'm sure many of the people listening to this are not even old enough to know what that is. So mm-hmm. look it up. It's interesting. Um, yeah. So I always wonder about that. Like when you hear someone talk about, Oh, it's this co-op game you're playing with someone. It's like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's really hard to trust what someone's enjoyment on it. Yeah. Cause it's so skewed by that. That's, that's something that I've really found as I've moved more and more into the tabletop world. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are certain people like I have an old roommate guys guys fucking great love the guy I am never going to play a competitive tabletop game with him ever again <laughs> just yeah. because of, you know in the same way that you can have like a, a co-op experience in a game or like a, a co-op or even an antagonistic fun experience in a tabletop game yeah if the if the person you're playing with it just like isn't of that mindset um Boy, it can make it can make a really good game the worst thing ever, or uh, yeah. take a potentially crap game and turn it into an absolute laugh. Yeah. So many awkward silences around that dinner table at the end of board games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys were playing Monopoly, weren't you? Um, no, he plays. He's a real board gamer. Okay, playing uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. 
okay which is, that's a good one yeah i mean wait that's, he was getting serious about that yeah <laughs> what <laughs> What a, what a silly game it. to get serious about. I, yeah, it's it's like you know I That's went into funny. it. I even like I said going into this like, look, absolutely nothing against you, dude. You kind of take things a bit competitive. Uh, Are we sure this is the game that we want to be playing? It's like, everyone's like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. And I'm like, okay, but when it all ends in awkward silences and and weird looks, um, I'm just going to be laughing. I want you guys to know that. <laughs> Played through the game. He ended up as the traitor. Perfect. Um, nice. And then, and then he lost. Um, and then it was just a whole bunch of like salty comments and questioning of rules. And then oh. it, it, you know, the the game ended, and we're like, "Well, we won." And there was just like dead silence. I'm busting a gut. <laughs> what's What's great about that is he has only himself to fucking blame because he doesn't have like he can't say, "Oh, you fucked that up as a party man or whatever as the group." <laughs> Yep. Nope, that was just you, buddy. That's... Wild. <laughs> Gotta love it. So, uh, transitioning back to news. Um, one of the other big pieces of news was the fantastic comment from Square Enix about their their upcoming plans um, in a in a Q and A session. Uh, Matsuda San. Uh, explicitly stated that they are looking forward to um, the kind of content that they're planning on making going forward that they felt like last fiscal year just wasn't that good for them. Uh, But they're looking forward to getting out all of their blockchain games, which is not something you want to hear from Square Enix. No, it wasn't that. That was in response to the uh, people are assuming this is going to be a good year because 16 and 7 part 2 are coming. Mm, Yeah. And then both are going to put your deal on the blockchain. So, so the investor was like, So, how do you, how do you going to, you know, improve the following year? Because, you know, you can't, if you're not going up, you might as well just shutter the company. uh, If you're not going up every year, because that's sustainable. Yeah. Um, but that's what that response was to. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll be saved by the blockchain." Like, for, like that will be twenty twenty four. Like, we're already over blockchain. Like mm-hmm. now, like well over it. And then he's talking about next year. <laughs> that's so and wild. That's, that's what they've been saying. He should have been far more aggressive with it. We could, yeah. we could have, we could have blockchain gold chocobo sitting in our crypto wallets right now. Well, supposedly there's going to be blockchain stuff in 16, right? I don't. We don't know how it's there. I I swear to God, I saw that. Oh, I wasn't sure if they were saying that they were that they were putting stuff in Final Fantasy yet. I know that they like started releasing NFT images and shit. Yeah. Um, man, if there's blockchain stuff in 16, that's. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Or if they cool. put it in uh, Seven Remake Two, it just misses the the whole point of the story. Yeah, maybe they can do like they did uh, in in near uh, near Automata, and then just have one of the secret bosses be Matsuda-san, um, and then you just have to beat him up as Cloud, and he he hands over his crypto wallet. Hmm. It's just it's so crazy. I feel like Square Enix keeps like keeps getting lessons about what not to do, and they just keep not following that and i'm you know i'm sure that that's also part of why matsuda has voluntarily decided to step down yeah. as his his role in ceo just because it has not been where it should be um but japanese business kinda... culture is also just very different from american as well mm-hmm. to bear in mind that like um there's a lot more to it when it comes to reputation over there so. Well, I thought, yeah, like, wasn't there some rumblings that, like, uh, other higher-ups at Square were, were unhappy with him not going more aggressive? Like you were saying, more aggressively mm-hmm. yeah. down the path. So yeah. it's not that he... Because so many people are like, oh, he's stepping down because they're they're tired of his dumb blockchain NFT bullshit. It's like, no, they want more of that, actually. Yeah. I think it's it was the, actually the board yeah. um, that made those comments. That's, yeah, so. that's what I was saying. I think it was something like that. Uh, so it's like, whew. Things are going to get real weird at Square here. Mm-hmm. Somehow, yeah. it's, somehow it's all Tomb Raider's fault still. <laughs> Tomb Raider and Guardians of the Galaxy. Those yeah, fuck. And, uh, Marvel's Avengers. It's all their fault. Um, 
but no, it's it's just it's unreal. I guess it it comes down to like the whale thing that like blockchain yeah. and getting people onto NFTs is it just going to be the next jump for whales? That you know, how can we more aggressively do IAP? And then that happened, and then now they're looking at blockchain. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if we piss off ten gamers who were going to spend sixty bucks on our game. Yeah, if we can get one blockchain investment douche bro to drop six hundred on a wholly unique um, keyblade for cloud to wield. Yeah. On the other hand, too, there was news that came out this week of a newer game development firm that was making a uh, a blockchain game. The staff has not been paid, and they cannot find the CEO. So, are you? Is the implication here that most blockchain stuff is sca- are scams and scammers? NFT, hundred percent. Yeah, that's all right. Like, at this point, have we seen anything? Like we've had a lot of. No talk of me. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, there's this doing... big thing that's coming." Yeah, yeah. like other than o- cryptocurrencies, been... there's been nothing really to use the blockchain in any yeah. meaningful. And way. even cryptocurrencies are one rug pull after another. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I just, I just feel like we keep hearing talk of like X big company will use blockchain, but we still haven't seen it. Um, I want it must. It's probably a lot harder to figure out a, a way to use it effectively than people give it credit for. Yeah. So well, it just doesn't help that thing. I mean, there's a lot of blockchains or cryptos that were developed spe- specifically for like information transfer and um, some like scientific applications, but even those never really fully panned yeah. out because they didn't get the adoption level they need. It's going to be like torrents how like torrents were originally invented as a great way to share important documents peer to peer to be able to improve download speeds, uh, take the strain off people's uploads back in the day. And now they have become, you know, the, like one of the more secure ways to share pirated information. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder if like, it does it see, it feels like the natural, Fit or progression of where something like a, how a blockchain would be implemented into something is just whatever the next step of like CSGO skins and stuff are and the other Valve stuff that they sell, right? Because that kind of feels close enough right now. I know it's not the same thing, it's not but the it's same, in the same. But... It's in the same area, and someone's going to look at that model and be like, "How can we take that and add another layer to it?" Um. I imagine that's where a lot of talks are happening because that's been successful in comparison yeah. to some other games. Cause I was starting to think of like the real money auction house, which isn't nearly the same thing, but kind of close to the same thing that Diablo three had. And I'm just thinking about that lately because Diablo four is around the corner and like how that just was a fucking train wreck. Like that was really <laughs> it didn't bad. go well at all. Um, if people remember it, I mean, as like an economy within a game or within a game series, it could work if done well um, because, you know, technically, if you think about how cryptocurrency and things like that are bought and sold, it's no different than, you know, some level of economy. So if you build it right with people just say, an auction look house at or something Eve online like that, and just study Eve. Yeah, yeah use that pretty as much. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's that's where that's where a lot of people see it fall apart is like, well, it would offer the same thing as this system that already exists. Yeah. So it's like kind of where's it's like saying, Hey, what if I could, what if I could give you like in-app purchases and like the real money house, but I added like DeNovo on top of it. <laughs> it, it like, it feels yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. you're already doing the thing. Why add the the little bit of extra security to make it worse? Yeah. Um, I could imagine. Yeah. Like I could imagine with like call of duty, you could probably get away with doing something to have certain emblems or achievements or gun skins and stuff and have that be something that does copy forward. Um, Probably. But I mean, that's probably one of the only franchises that has enough frequent releases that it would be possible to like, if you think about it, because for it to be worth any value, 
you would have to be churning people for multiple games in order to transfer that from one to the next yeah. and even drive value in building that system. I mean, like EA Sports, all of those franchises could probably do something with it as well. Like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you know FIFA cards. M- yeah, or even like I'm gonna take my quarterback with his stats from the campaign mode three games ago and he's minted or whatever and I'll transfer him forward and but even then it just sounds like the the Mass Effect three like save game transfer and it's again yeah. like if we already have a system for this, why so I built something new. Yeah. 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 I think that's the problem is everybody's trying to find something groundbreaking so that they can make more money, but money's the focus, not usability. Yeah. And that's, that's where it all falls apart. And yeah, yeah. Capitalism. But you know, as we go through, uh, what is going to be a terrifying week with, uh, Silicon Valley bank, clearly capitalism is not the best way to go. So I'm all for communism. Let's do it. Um, as part of this Q and a as well, um, it was talked about how, you know, not only have they got games coming out um, into March 2024, but they have organized their pipeline specifically for a good spread of new releases in the following fiscal year. Um, and Matsuda-san also admitted that reviews of Forspoken have been challenging. Um, however, the game has received positive feedback on action features, including parkour uh, that he says will lead to improvement of development capabilities for other games in the future. Yeah. I hope they have the right takeaways from, um, for spoken. Cause I, I think, I think it's one that's the reviews are a little way too harsh. I do not mm-hmm. think it deserves to be where it's at right now. Um, I mean, it's not a perfect game. I got plenty of problems with it, but, um, I hope the takeaway is not like, well, we can't have a woman be a protagonist again. Or a black woman yeah. be a protagonist again. Yeah. Or, you know, we can't try to do this modern stuff or this modern take on whatever again. Or whatever it is. Um, and really look at what screwed it up. Uh, which part of it was the marketing of it. Yeah, the marketing was rough. So maybe, maybe look at little different writers that, you know don't see a black character and like ah they have troubles with the law and it's like oh boy (laughs) let's not be stereotypical yeah it's a weird one well we already know that what the first the forespoken studio has been glommed back into yeah which weirdly everybody's like oh i thought it already was like (laughs) (laughs) that was my reaction was like oh i guess it is all right Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, we'll probably see some like really cool, really fantastically fleshed out parkour in a future Square Enix mm-hmm. game. Probably. That's and fun. we'll never see a Forspoken 2. Doubt it. Yeah. I mean, movement is so critical in games too. Like, mm-hmm. think about how people still talk about Titanfall's movement at yeah. the end of the day. Like, yeah. I think that if Square can take what they've built with Forspoken from a parkour perspective and build a solid game that has the unique movement that goes a long way for spoken. It's almost like it feels like a very, like a superhero game. It's movement. It's not like a natural. It's like, no, I got, I'm like super fucking moving through this world. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. quick. Um, I'm sure there's something that could be done with that somewhere. I was chatting with Joe, uh, Joe, our news writer. Um, oh, he wrote that week. really that famous review that we published. <laughs> yeah, recently. so it's actually from <laughs> from that review. One of the things that came up was when he was initially playing it, um, there was no fast travel system. Um, for we're talking about bleak faith for yeah. Some, I, I want to make sure that we said yeah. It is a, yeah. it's a Souls like, even though the developer says it's not um, that released on. So. Yeah, Quack so like in, duck, in, walk like duck. <laughs> in in discussing like how good the momentum system of that was, um, and how this game didn't have anything quick travel when he had 
first started playing it, it it seems like quick travel has been added as a day one patch to the game. Um, But kind of we were talking about open world games and whether they do or do not have a uh, fast travel system or when you would or would not use the fast travel system. And for me, I was like, wow, I can't think of a single like large open world game that doesn't have some sort of fast travel. Like I've just been playing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and that has warp (laughs) systems in it. But, um, but what I, what I kind of landed on was games with like really good or really fun traversal methods. I will normally not fast travel through. And I was thinking of, um, like Spider-Man, Yep. Um, or... I don't think I ever used the subway. Yeah, because um, you just you didn't want to. Yeah. Um, one swing. And I think that yeah, from what I heard from you guys, like you can move around the Forspoken world quickly because you are yep. so fast. But um, but yeah, that just sounds like a great opportunity to like yeah. really push, have fun traversal. Oh, with no Forspoken, though, this, you would definitely but... use. Shut up! I don't want to talk about Elix, but with Forspoken. One thing that is a problem is that you would want to use fast travel because the world's mm. too fucking big. That's one of the big things. Okay. It's too big. Like they're like it's like they had a conversation like, oh, because we can move so quick, we need to make the world bigger. And it's like, ugh. Now it still kind of feels takes the same amount of time to get somewhere, but it's just fucking huge. It's empty. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think Sonic Frontiers had a little bit of that as well. Um, there's this very sparse world. You could fast travel, but like you're Sonic. You you want to be running around. That's the whole point. Yeah. 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 So no, it was just it was just intriguing to be like, when do you and do you not use fast travel points in game, or what's a game yeah. that you've just like never used fast travel points? Uh, one of the ones that I thought of as well was like the Forza Horizon games. Um, yeah. Like yeah. you can shortcut to races, but with so much that can right. just happen in the world and just be driving around, like it's it's more fun to just go. You're incentivized to explore at the mm. end of the day. Yeah. Uh, it, it, certain games have interesting open worlds too that nec- maybe the movement isn't necessarily other it's pretty standard let's say mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll just run around because I just want to chill like I look at shit yep. yeah. from point A to point B I'll just check shit out like I did that a lot in Red Dead 2 like I was like hey you know what I'll just hang out I'll just chill just run over to there ride my horse over not I mean maybe not towards the end because it's just like all right I've been playing this for a hundred something hours <laughs> but for most of the game yeah old and weary so that's kind of it for the news Otten it looks like you want to talk about your favorite passion yes the game that I made famous that's popular because I discovered it um I finally played it I downloaded it how'd that go uh well what I, is the I game told you. Fortnite. Right. I downloaded number one it. Fortnite fan here to tell I, us about it. I downloaded it and then I opened it and I was overwhelmed immediately <laughs> by so much. Like I went to go, I was like, "All right, I don't know. I got to play a solo solo uh, run or whatever you call it, match." And I went to go look at the game modes, and it just kept going. Like I was mm-hmm. scrolling, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And it just kept like I could probably scrolled for like thirty seconds straight before I got to the end of it. There was probably 50 modes. And then I opened something. I don't remember what they're called. And then I just found a bunch of custom game modes and game maps that were made. I was like, what the? I did not realize Fortnite had all that stuff mm-hmm. in it. Like custom, like a bunch of games people have just made, modded. Oh, yeah. And the it page is. on that also was just fucking endless. <laughs> there was so <laughs> many. I was so it's like, a... what the fuck did I just download? <laughs> it, is, it is the new generation's Gary's mod. Kinda feels um, like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It felt like um the Roblox's older brother. <laughs> Probably anyway, because it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, gave that vibe a lot. Um, but I so I got uh into a match queued up. Um, and I was Ezio from Assassin's Creed. I don't know why I had that, but I wasn't gonna go in as the normal skin. I do not know why I have Ezio. It's probably because I own some fucking Assassin's Creed game and it was the game to me. But blockchain. Yeah. I went into the world and it's the map is very big. I didn't see anybody for a while. I was like, oh I don't I just don't know the hot spots, I guess, to go drop in at. 
Um, it was all right. I mean, you shot, shot stuff. There was a bunch of items that I'm like, I do not know what this does. I have no fucking clue what's going on. Why did this wolf just run up to me and bite me? Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. I had to kill a wolf. There's wolves now? There's a wolf I had to kill. There was some robot lady walking around that was a very, very shitty AI that I had to kill that then gave me a key to open a treasure chest that gave me actually a pretty fucking sweet weapon. Um, but there's just so much weird shit. There's some... I didn't talk to her because I was like, ah, my goal is to win. I don't I don't want to get bogged down on this other stuff. But there's just a lady walking around in like this store that's like, yeah, join Team Red or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. So I'm leaving. But <laughs> there's just so much shit going on in there everywhere. Riding car, like vehicles, so many things that are just, it doesn't give you any notes. I just went in. <laughs> Maybe there, there's probably some tutorial somewhere that I just didn't do. Or whatever. I can't imagine how long the tutorial would be now. It's very different right? from anything I remember. Of. Yeah, drop in, shoot, and build. And yeah. oh, I didn't like do the building. Everything. I was like, I already know I don't like that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, so I didn't do that. Did no build, no build. Wait, you could, yeah, yeah, you could have done the no build mode. That's what I did. Oh, right. I did the no build mode. Yeah, Pretty I deliberately. Yeah, I knew that. Now, I think I, I'm an expert in the field. Okay, I know there's a no build mode. All right. We're looking forward to their first person shooter update. Now that would be a real shooter game. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> um, but I also, oh, I want it to be known that I have a 100% victory royale rate. Undefeated. Nice. You won that retire first now. match. I did. Uh, and Do I they will maintain still... that rate for perpetuity. They when still you're start brand you with bots? New... I was going to say, when, they, when you're a brand new player, do they still start you with bots? Because I know that no I know idea. they don't have done that. But uh, that doesn't take away my victory. I still achieved victory. Well, you I uninstall hope you... afterwards. Uh, I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> I hope that you celebrated with a well-deserved uh, KFC bucket that gave you access to Diablo I did not. Four. <laughs> I I posted it in our Slack as people were cheering me on before I started, but then they started arguing about some nerd shit, and nobody talked to me about Fortnite when I posted it, and I was sad. Man, who would have Who would have guessed that the that the Slack filled with game writers would be chatting about nerd remember. shit. I can't even remember what it was, but it's a bunch of nerd shit. That happens. I want to talk about Fortnite, which is what the cool people do. The cool kids. Well, what what else do you want to talk about with Fortnite? I uh, You have my undivided attention. Um, tell that's me all tell me all the Fortnite news. That's all I You excited all for news? Aaron Uh Yeah, the Attack on Titan guy, the guy that yells bastard a lot is in, is coming. Uh, I saw something really some cool Japanese stuff. I don't remember. Yeah, other so for, stuff for this new update. They've they're putting in all of these like very like neon bright light yeah. um, anime inspired outfits and stuff. And then you've just got Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan there. Yeah, I had a friend immediately look at that and say, "I bet they were trying to do a a cyberpunk." crossover with the with the cyberpunk anime and they just couldn't get the character so there was like Aaron Yeager I find it hard to believe they couldn't get the character they just put Geralt in the game Geralt's in it that's true Geralt's got a fucking gun how do I get Geralt maybe I'll play again to be Geralt I want Geralt to kill John Wick That'd be this a good is, movie. Let's make truly, let's make Ready Player One, but actually good this time. I was going to say this is book. truly just Ready Player One. It <laughs> really is. I would not be surprised if like just lobby areas began opening up to, this, to just this, let you. Be the closest there. we have to the the metaverse is Fortnite. That's the closest thing. It's true. It, it used to be VR chat, and then they yeah. banned all of the all of the mod support. Ooh. Which is wild. It's like Tumblr getting rid of porn, you fucking idiots. <laughs> so that was what made VR chat incredible yeah. was all the mods. It was just yeah. absolute well, some, chaos. Tumblr's bringing porn back in case people haven't heard the news. Hell yeah. They'll be able to they already killed their entire platform. <laughs> yeah. Very dead. There's a great bit or great the what's the, the college humor has the CEOs of the company yeah. that Brennan does. <laughs> He does it as Tumblr. That with the Tumblr one's pretty good. 
And and what percentage of our fan base is porn? Nine ninety nine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic video. Um, all of them are. All the CEO ones they did. True. Very true. That one. Hey, I, people uh, should go and subscribe to Dropout because it's. I'll plug Dropout. Dropout's good yeah. shit. It's fucking great. Game Changer is one of is an all timer in terms of shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Right. That's your homework for this week. What should game changer? I can get on board yeah. with that. Yeah. It's oh, I would be so jealous to start that over knowing nothing about it. It's so good. All right. So we've had we've got our Fortnite weekly update out of the way. Rut, what have you been up to this week? Um, there was an open beta that dropped yesterday for Deceive Inc. Um, which is it's a multiplayer spy game um i've only played a couple matches so far but basically the the premise is you are a spy whether you're in solos or like trios mm-hmm. um oh, this and is to start it's loop. yeah to start it's a little collaborative um in terms of you need to like in each match you need to unlock three terminals at which point you can go to the vault and steal whatever's on that specific map um and then you have to extract so it's basically like the investigative then the infiltration then extraction so there's three phases um the um you drop in you have a cover is like just like a civilian random person wandering around there are different types of doors um that you have to unlock but you cannot go through said door without a disguise. So you can disguise yourself as a guard or a technician to kind of blend in. Um, and there's four teams, uh, at least on trios, that are on the map. And you kind of are always watching to be like, okay, is that person doing something weird? Um, and the so two is it ways- that convincing that you can't tell? It's kind of hard to tell because the AI is weird too. So like the okay. AI will just randomly stop and then turn and go. So like part of it is you kind of have to mimic the weirdness of the AI to not get seen. Uh, that's uh, always the problem with these games sprinting. is when it's the a player character stands out so much. Yeah. Because it's just the way they move around and do stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, you look the same as a lot of the things around you unless you're like a guard yeah. in a technician area, which is like, okay, yeah, you don't belong here. Um but the two ways to win are primarily a uh, get through it, extract with the item or B kill the other teams. Um, And so far we've had wins for both. Um, And there's, you start with three different agents. There's a total of like eight or nine, I think each with different abilities or weapons. Um, And yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about it um, in terms of the fact that you can win by killing the other teams kind of makes the the core gameplay loop useless. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it hard to kill other go. teams? Um, not too hard. Uh, you've obviously got to be decent at shooting, um, and you can revive a teammate twice. Um, and then if they go down again, they're they're done. So does like um, the other people or any react if you were to kill? Like, does it fuck up your run? Like, is it like Hitman where it's like it fucks you over if you're trying to do? Yeah, if you so if you shoot, you lose your cover and you have to regenerate. Yeah. Um. So it will give you away. And there's uh, you carry like a deck of sorts. Um. It's like mods that you can find in the world by gathering intel and opening safes that make things like faster cover regeneration, faster hacking and stuff like that. So you can kind of build your agent uh, around how you kind of want to play too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's sometimes you're just like, I don't know if you're a person or not and you shoot them and it's just like an AI and you're like, well, fuck now people know I'm here. Um, oh. But it's, it is, it is kind of neat. I really like the premise of kind of trying to be sneaky um it's hit hitman multiplayer basically I'm sure you do um, you you sneaky law breaking son of a bitch it does like with the with the hiding and the disguising and the mimicking um it does remind me a bit of the the gary's mod guess who game yeah. which is yeah which is always fun yeah 
Yeah, because you can like uh, once you level up your agent enough, which is like two or three games, basically, you get the ability to like scan furniture. So you can like scan a trash can oh. and just be chilling in the corner. Oh no, um, I was even just talking there's there's um Guess Who, which is a different Gmod game that there's a whole bunch of NPCs walking around the map. Uh, and then one team gets to gets to pretend to be NPCs and then the other ones are hunters that have to like shoot them down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fact that you can also turn into props, that's always fun. Yeah. And there's 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 other stuff I haven't unlocked everything yet to play around with, but um the shooting's solid for the most part. The matches take maybe ten to fifteen minutes, um, and it is it is fun um, as long as you don't get just kind of a boneheaded teammate. It's like I'm just going to run around and kill everything. Mm-hmm. It's way more fun to kind of sneak around, um, see a team run by you, and then just shoot them in the back. So, yeah, I would hope that with the shooting they would make it a like it's a it's got to be a very strategic decision to do it. Like it's got to be a big penalty associated. Yeah, because like. So the character I usually play has a sniper rifle, so I basically I can two shot people. Um, but the reload between is pretty long, so I've got to like hit both shots. And then there's one dude that's got like a silenced pistol. There's um, someone who has like an SMG. Somebody who has a crossbow. Um, everybody's got different weapons, and it looks like you can level up the agents and get different versions of the weapons. So there's like a single shot sniper rifle um, and stuff like that. Um, as well as uh, different abilities like uh, the one thing I really like is that you can hit Q and look around you and like okay I want to go to this uh, point on the map and it'll actually give you like a marker on the ground that guides you to get there Um, which is like if you're trying to figure out how to get to something that's you know on the other side of the map and up a couple floors it is kind of nice to be like, okay, if I fall. Kind of helps you lower the barrier of entry to a to a new map yeah. or a new zone kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, and then you can mark like places to recover health, to get uh, ammo, all that kind of stuff, which is super nice. Um, but it is unique. It's got an open beta through the end of the weekend. Um, I think they're planning to release this year, so probably. Well, I was looking fall. at the. Oh, is it coming to like early access first? So I'm I looking so. at the Steam page. It comes out March 21st. Oh, it actually comes out March 21st. Okay. I well, it says. That, but... I don't know if that means early access or it releases, but probably early access. I would guess if it says that on there. It doesn't say early access. So it just says coming March 21st. Oh, then it's it's going to be full release on the 21st. This is the last mm-hmm. open beta. They've had a couple over the years, but it's all been kind of closed alpha beta stuff. Well, there you go. So I guess you know, for for previewing the game a week before release with no NDA, um, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think after playing a little bit more, I think I'm going to play this afternoon um, and getting a better feel for the gameplay loop. Like so far, I enjoy it. It it the art style is very um, I don't want to say simplistic, but it's like it is a good to look at as you're kind of playing this type of game. It's not overly detailed which kind of um lends to the ability of trying to blend in the ai sometimes does weird stuff so you'll be like oh that's definitely a person and no it's just an ai stuck in a corner just um, yeah, doing something weird. so even the bugs kind of add a little bit of suspense i guess to it um but i can see see myself adding it to the kind of rotation um provided not there's complaining not about any- hunt showdown you'll get to complain about deceiving Dude, Hunt got, Hunt's getting a big update. So I, the developers are are making solid moves with the exception of one. So we'll see how I feel about that when it drops. Well, what's uh, you can't you can't just say that and not tell us what the one issue yeah, is. Yeah, so so they um they did a an event uh through I don't know I just a three month event. Their events are three months now, and through that event, as you got kills or collected clues, you'd get points that you could use to pledge to a faction. And like one faction was like, you take less fire damage. One faction was, uh, I don't remember. And the other faction was, um, you could get a mark to where if you died, um, you kept your character. Um, or if you were solo, you could and you had the necromancer trait i think you could revive yourself and so the thing i don't like about the solo reviving itself 
is that when you're in a group of duos or trios, um, it's hard to tell who's a solo. Um, and so it basically forces you to bring uh, Enchant in a Wire or Poison, and basically anytime you kill somebody, throw that on top of them to ensure that you know, you're not getting yeeted after the fact. Um, and so then bringing that in as a core gameplay loop now is like, if you're a solo, you can revive yourself literally four times. It's kind of shitty. Um, and, it, and it incentivizes solo play and shitty solo play, like sniping in a bush, because they'll kill you. You just wait, you know, 15 seconds. And as they move on, you just revive yourself. And you and you're hop back. up and run away. Yeah, that's weird. That's very weird. Yeah. So it's it's like everything else they're planning in terms of like some of the gun changes they're making, like some really solid optimizations to complaints I've had for a while. But then they drop this in and it's like, well, that was the one thing about the event I hated the most mm -hmm. was having to second guess every single kill. And when you're fighting with another team, you don't want a solo to stand up behind you and shoot you. Like that's uh, you know, It's like dead ringers and fucking TF2. The TF2 people know what I'm talking about. Fucking, I was fucking, not a TF2 person. So. Fucking dead ringing spies. They had, a, they had a thing that they like would die instantly, look like they're dead, and they turn invisible so they could run away. So you thought, oh, oh I killed yeah. the spy. And then they're like, fucking dead. Stabbed yeah. you in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's frustrating. And it's, you know, they've, they've made a lot of updates, like they're rolling out a tutorial, which is, I think, good for drawing in new players because previously it was just like, play a match and you got to fucking figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this, this decision is, is very strange and I would be curious what data they saw to be like, this is a good idea other than solos. I wonder if they just saw like an increase in solo play um, and whether that's just probably a lobby that is less filled. Well, and the frustrating thing is there is no solo lobby. So if okay. you're a solo, you literally have to choose to go into a duo or a trios alone. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So like on any any match, so if, if you're in duos, there are six total teams on the match. Um, so duos and and solos, and you never know if somebody's a solo or a duo. There's there's no way to tell um, outside of you know hearing two players running around because like noise and uh, ambiance is like the core gameplay loop like don't make noise or people will know that you're there um so you never know if somebody's a solo and it just it forces you to have to play a certain way um to make sure you don't get shot in the back which really sucks that's weird and i bet that they've done i bet that they've done the math on that as well that like creating a solo category would split a lobby too much to like the well and and also like dead. you get extra rewards for going in solo so it incentivizes ah. solo play even more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it just that sounds like broken on broken on broken kind of like the patchwork fixes. Yeah, it's it's kind of hunt showdown. Two steps forward, one step back, or one step forward, two step backs, depending on the update. Um, and, and it is it is still one of the best shooters. Like from a mechanic standpoint. The guns all are all very solid. There, there's strategy. There has to be strategy to pretty much everything you do. Um, but yeah, throwing in a curveball like this is really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, my my game of the week uh, was the hour long Resident Evil Four Chainsaw demo, and nice boy, do I miss it when horror movies did not or horror games did not look this nice because. That's a scary demo. I was not a fan. <laughs> um, starts off at what seems to be the beginning of the game that you're just like going through a, you know, it starts very linear and then you end up in like a larger village section. It's got all of the trademarks of, of that was Resident eight. Evil. <laughs> it's all, it's all. I mean, eight was such a, like a love song to four. Uh, it kind of made sense that they just remade four directly after it um but they've got all the staples that you want of new resident evil um old men in in grizzled clothes with blood dried blood everywhere cooking something gross in a pot 
that may or may not be human. Sweet. Uh, yep. Um, and then it's just a whole bunch of of people popping out at you and trying to trying to kill you. Um, it was fun. Uh, it was scary. I did not like the the titular chainsaw guy. Um, he was an asshole. I never felt like I had enough ammo. <laughs> it's just, just not for me. <laughs> this is a good time to announce that. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. No, I mean, we've been we've been talking about doing uh like all of us playing Resident One Evil game. Four to to have a kind of book club that we can that we can record and chat with people. I'm I'm on the fence if this is the one that I want to participate in. <laughs> Come on. You gotta it's just We're, it's it'll just be talking shit about you the whole time when we do it. I I'm mean, sure you yeah. can live with that. But <laughs> I'm very used on. to that. Fall into the peer pressure. Get pressure. <sighs> okay. I mean, oh. I did that like on podcast once before with Elden Ring, so I guess I might as well you got pressured into playing Elden Ring? Yeah. I'm sorry. How long did you play it? Longer uh, than me. Five or six hours? Okay. Well, you realize the idea with the Resident Evil thing is that we're playing the whole thing. Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. I keep I keep hearing stuff about a mech and that I keep hearing that too. So we're we're the two that don't haven't played it, right? Uh, I believe so. Rut, have you I haven't played it. Oh, okay, no, you haven't. Okay. So is it just Scrappy, Scrappy, the, only one Scrappy is the Resident Evil 4 veteran? Huh. I don't I know very little about it, but I'm ex- I'm interested. Everybody says this is the best one. I don't know. I've played 6 and that's pretty hard to top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll be curious to see how it turns out. Uh, yeah, visually well, I know I mean, it's going to look amazing cuz the yeah. what they've done with the latest games have been is crazy. I'll say I was playing I was playing on PC. It looked okay. Uh I might have not had my settings tweaked right or yeah. I don't know my my drivers might be two versions back that was causing issues. There was a lot of a weird weird funkiness going on with with textures and stuff. Mm. Um I'd hope for the release that I don't remember hearing anything about their like PC versions being problematic in the past mm-hmm. that I recall. So hopefully that won't be the case. That would suck if it was for this one. <laughs> yeah. Love all. Well, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, like the the demo was cool. It was dark. It was gritty. Um, I kind of got a sense for what was going on. Chainsaw Man was terrifying. Uh, I guess it, it, it hits everything that you would want to see from a, a new Resident Evil game. Yeah. This is the one where you're going to say the president's daughter, right? Yep. Yeah, you are you are Leon. Yes, I know Leon. I know Leon. Fifteen years after the events of two, yeah, and you are sent to this small village where, for some reason, the president's daughter was kidnapped. Don't ask and questions. Too. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask questions. Yeah, and then you got to save her. That's good. That's some of the era that Resident Evil Four was made. That is a very that era plotline. That was a very common thing. Yep. <laughs> Got to save the president or insert important person's child here. Mostly yeah, daughter. I love Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of she, even like movies like, oh, I remember Rush Hour. That's what Rush Hour was. Yeah. Oh, Rush <laughs> Hour is great. Rush Hour is great. We movie. need a fourth. I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying that I want, I want, um, I want to have, to have Jackie Chan and, Chris Tucker do face off because <laughs> I think that would be hysterical. I mean, the first original face off is kind of already ridiculous now. Oh yeah, no, it would be it would be ludicrous. Uh, how about Jackie Chan as uh, Splinter? Oh yeah, in uh, in, the, in new, the movies, in the new TMNT that's coming out is. Is he going to be the person who voices? Uh, no, sorry, that Shredder. Because Shredder is coming to Call of Duty. Yeah, for reasons. Like, whatever. <laughs> Call, Call of Duty is like we can be weird too with and have stuff in it, like Fortnite. 
it's just it's just the steps that we went from like having licensed video games like a movie would come out you would be able to play the video game of that movie now it's just licensed crossovers licensed tie-ins yeah mm-hmm. yay <laughs> consumerism Ooh. well on that happy note we will go ahead and wrap up this episode of the tech raptor podcast uh you know as always if you're interested in checking out some of the stories we spoke about or staying up to date on the latest in games news reviews features tabletop uh guides be sure to hit up techraptor.net um aside from that we will be back here uh same time next week and we'll see you then All right.